Hey folks, welcome to episode 5. Woohoo, we're getting along here and we're back with a heavyweight. Now, nothing to do with weight or anything here. This is the distance um, one takes to live in Germany. Now, we spoke with Rebecca last time and uh, yeah, she's done quite a a bit um, of miles here, but uh, Peter looks like he's going to take first position. Now, it's been a a long time and he's still living in Hamburg and he's going to give us a little insight rundown into life there. A little bit of feedback um, and opinions on Australian history as well mixed in and a little bit about back home where he's from and what he's missing and just that kind of perspective of cultures you know just a little bit of comparison and he's definitely got more green you know he's green light thumbs up for germany and um he's really impressed by many things so let's uh kick back and enjoy episode five down on the mid deutschland with peter Well, Germany's a Germany's a pretty pretty different place from depending where you are in the north of Germany. I found well, it's got a reputation as being a bit sort of cold and standoffish, okay. reserved, reserviert, they say in German. But they're once you once you once you become friendly with them, they're they're really warm people. Um, Hamburg culturally is just fantastic. I mean, I've, I've I saw the Beatles in 1964 in Sydney, and they, you know, they got their first, they got did their did their rounds in Hamburg. So, it's a really great city for live music, or it was before COVID hit. And and there's just galleries, and there's wonderful, wonderful exhibitions from from everything you'd, you'd want to imagine, from opera to, to classical music, everything, alternative theatre. It's great, and it's compact, and and it's. <laughs> And and it and, and it's easy to get around. If they call it kind of the windy city of Germany a little bit, is oh, that right? Oh, well, yeah. Tell me about it. That's the, that, <laughs> that's one of the things. I yeah, I mean, the German windows are kind of hard. <laughs> now, does it remind you of anything or a place back in Oz? Absolutely nothing, nothing about it whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> no, it's you know, it's I, I just think it's I just think it's the history of you know walking. Being around places that are, you know, towns that are eight hundred years old, and, and you know, it's a bit different. Nothing like that in Australia, except in you know, when we get into our into our real distant history and cult, the culture that was in their first place. No, Hamburg is a famous port city of Europe yeah. and, and Germany, so you've got a, quite a scenery there. Well, yeah, when I first arrived in in Hamburg, I was take, I was told, you know, in summer it was beautiful summer in ninety one. And uh, and everyone goes down to the Strandperle. It's a, a little beach where there's a bar and you can get a sausage and beers. And people people would say to me, "This isn't this great? Isn't fantastic? This beach?" And I looked at it and I said, "This is a river. It's a big dirty river with ships going up and down. And this is this is not a beach." <laughs> okay, so you mentioned that's a cheap life living in Germany in many ways. What's so cheap about it exactly? For one, living in living in a city, living living in a city, the, I find the rents to be way cheaper. You know, I lived in Sydney, uh, in you know, in around around central Sydney in Glebe and and up on the north northern beaches for a while, which has become it's prohibitively expensive to live in Sydney in comparison to where you live in a big city in Germany. And you know, the, what's on offer here is is you know, great public transport. <laughs> 
I find the I find the energy. You know, everyone when I talk to people about energy costs, I find the energy costs here cheaper than Australia. You know, a lot more yeah. green energy to choose from, a lot more companies to choose from. Uh, and, you know, I just find it's cheaper infrastructure. You know, I arrive at Sydney Airport and I want to go two stations to get on the Illawarra line. It costs twenty bucks. Someone's fleecing someone here. I get a three buck ticket and I'm I'm there from wherever I am in Hamburg. I mean, it's it's the logic of, of people moving. I think that I I find fantastic in Germany in general. Is there a big difference between shopping in uh, Germany and then Australia? Oh yeah, there's, there there are things there there are things in Australia that are just you know just impossible to get kind of in in, in Germany. Like I just think of, uh, my cousin had a prawning trawler in Brunswick Heads a long long time ago, and those king prawns were, in my opinion, the best in the world. You just don't yeah. get anything like that here. You worked in the public service before leaving Australia. Has those skills helped you progress over here in Germany? Oh, probably how to how to manage bunches of people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hamburg actually is pretty solid with the SPD party. Usually, are they more on that in that direction? Yeah. The, well, at the moment, the SPD and the Greens are pretty. You know, as you know, German politics is way way different than to Australia, mm. um, and. Um, the SPD are pretty, I mean, Olaf Schultz, who is the current Deputy Chancellor and Finance Minister, is SPD from Hamburg. So they've always figured pretty highly. I think it's got to do with, the, you know, that it's a Hanseatic city, belonged to the old Hanseatic League. It's a very wealthy city. Back home, we're going to get switch over, and uh, so you're you're originally from the north coast of New South. No, Carolina. no, I was I was born in Sydney. I come I come from Sydney, but my my father's family came from came from the hinterland behind Byron Bay. So I was was a kid. I was we were regularly up there, and uh, and uh, yeah, I always thought I would I always thought I would end up up there somewhere. Did you ever actually, funnily enough, think about when you were younger that you'd ever live overseas or end up overseas? Or so, do you get back home often? Well, I, I should be back. I should be there right at this very minute. But you know, this last uh, year and a bit has kind of put a damper on everything. Um, yeah. I've just, I've just retired from work um, last okay. year. So, no. Uh, but you know, I'd love to. I'd love to uh, get back. Of, Kids and grandkids. I've got a grandchild I have not seen, so I'd love to get back. Absolutely. So um, the bush was mentioned as one thing you're missing a lot back home. Yeah. About back home, what else are you missing? Oh, I think friends. I think I think you know, like close friends who have, have remained close friends, even though I've been here for nearly thirty years, um, and, and and family, and you know, I don't know. I'm a surfer as well, you know, and I'm here. I'm stuck in Hamburg. I mean, there's not a good way for, you know, it's a full day's drive down to the south coast of France. That's where the next wave. That's where is. the next wave is in my book. Um, our indigenous culture is still sadly a touchy subject. Any ideas as to what we can do together to help this uh, taboo? It's only a touchy subject because too many white people are afraid to talk about it. Mm. That's my opinion. That's, That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's a subject unless we eventually talk, or get it out in the open, and, and 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 bash it out, and get something that's that is 
absolutely the, as good as we can get an agreement, but we have to recognise our history. We can't just unrecognise our history and say, oh, get over it, you know, like the, the old argument goes, well, that was 200 years ago. You know, here we are now. And I say, well, if you play that game, then you play the game of the next biggest one who comes along and wants to take over your land as well. And I know there's, there's just an endemic racism in Australia which has to be addressed at some stage, and we'd better start listening to, 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 to what their ideas are as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I guess every continent has a, has a dark past, so to speak. Yeah. Have you ever had conversations with other Germans about theirs or even, you know, what you just mentioned, Al? Yeah, well, well, you know, you know, there was this the, the John Cleese thing with when you know, don't mention the war. Well, I mention it all the time. I, I, <laughs> I absolutely do, and I've spoken over the over that whole time openly and about various things. And and um, yeah, um, yeah, and and I find most Germans who are, are, are willing to uh, willing to talk. Even you know, I've even spoken to old old. Uh, people from the army and whatnot so are they curious about uh the australian absolutely well? absolutely when they when they when they know that they're talking to an australian then they they they, they 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 there's quite a few people who know quite a bit about our history as well i find up about it. german i find the germans to be pretty highly educated they often say uh, it was a convict colony mainly um of course of course in those in those early first things it's a bit of a bit of a pervading myth i said plenty of people delve into their ancestry in australia and and hope that they find a convict in it well, i i don't have that i don't have that <laughs> i never thought that was a great thing my my forebears came out to be uh, one of them was one of the first him and his brother were the first Wesleyan preachers in New South Wales when Australia was just New South Wales and Western Australia. Making friends with Germans, is that easily done? You know, I, I've had friends here from, from all kinds of countries, Israelis and 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 and, and Egyptians and, and, and South, you know, from from uh, from Africa from countries in, in West Africa. Um that it, it helps here with German friends. I mean, I find once you once you've once you've nailed the language, or you've got it pretty good down pat, it really helps a lot. That opens doors left, right, and centre. That'd be my advice to anyone thinking of coming to Germany. It really, I mean, everyone speaks English of, of sorts, but if you can speak their language, it takes a take. I found it took a couple of years. Germany has uh, many regional dialects um, from every corner of germany uh, you'll find some kind of accent or um uh colloquialism um is that so the case in hamburg as well yeah well i mean the the uh, i'm i'm pretty good at understanding most dialects around the place except for you know bavarian and <clears throat> and swabish but they they speak in north germany uh, what they call plattdeutsch it's low german and there, there. It's a really difficult one to understand, but there are many English words in there. And uh, but it's to understand and speak. I no way, no way. I, you almost need. I, if you go to some places in Bavaria, you'll definitely need an interpreter. <laughs> because when you think about the number of different accents 
in Germany. And, and Germany is like 84 million people that fits neatly two times into New South Wales. So that would be New South Wales with a population of around 165 million people. That, too, that is mind-boggling to most Australians. So we were speaking about the German infrastructure yeah. and um, it's quite different from the Australian way of getting in the car and going somewhere. Yeah. Do you have a car no. in Germany? Do you need no, one? I don't need one. I don't think you could say that You in could Sydney, definitely not say that in Sydney. You, can, you, need a car, you need a car in Australia most places. I suppose if everyone in Germany owned a car, it would also be a... a, a horrific nightmare with the parking. Well, it's pretty horrific as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they love their cars. I mean, I've never seen so many car washers and, and new new late yeah. model, you know, cars. They, they Many people, businesses, you know, buy and get a new one every sec two years. Hey, thanks very much for listening and tuning in once again down on the Deutschland. Sorry, I'm speaking like a fast um, sailor from Humboldt, maybe. Um, big thanks to Peter for his time and uh, definitely terrific insights into the culture and his life um, in Germany, in Hamburg. Um, great stuff. 31, 30 years, I think it was 31, uh, 91 he arrived, so it's about 30 years. Not bad at all. Takes the cake. He's definitely first place at the moment in the Down Under, Down Under Mids Deutschland um, competition for the longest runner. Um, yeah, that's a long, long time. I was in the fifth grade, I believe, as he arrived. So, um, yeah, that's almost too long ago to remember. Now, he would have also seen a lot of changes in um, the face of Hamburg, especially um, the very cultural and colourful district, red light district, the Reaper Barn. Now it's the big attraction, or not really the biggest, but it's an attraction. Uh, the Beatles also played their first show in Hamburg, and there is uh, still a little uh, statue memorial. Um, it's quite a, uh, yeah, the architecture has changed. They're now standing on the street, or the stage that once was is now a footpath and the club has since long gone but they still have a memorabilia of the Beatles there where they first played. The Reaper Barn is a very colourful district. I believe Reaper Barn means it's a place where they made rope <laughs> um, in the old days for the ships and um, you've got uh, still quite a colourful uh, it's a colourful neighbourhood and that attracts certain um, people to Hamburg and you also have um, Hamburg is the largest sorry the home of the largest model railway in the world uh, very impressive indeed they've got a, a set laid out model railway of the whole of the world so it's a very um, interesting little insight into model railways and um, very great for kids um, if you're looking for a school holiday adventure with your children definitely a place to go for that and um, what else is so interesting about Hamburg maybe one or two other things um, it's the home of many bridges two and a half thousand to be exact or a bit more um, apparently um, with Venice London and Amsterdam put together Hamburg still has more bridges <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of water going on underneath the city there and uh, very cutely to finish with a traveling rolling bus 
Now, some bus uh, buses, local buses, I believe, but they could be also on the tourist networks, um, have what's called a, 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 like a floating library that just rolls around the city. So you put, you can board the bus and see some books and you could borrow them and read them. And then uh, the, at the, some bus stops, you can put the books back. You can even probably do a tour around the city and read a short book while you're touring around. So the rolling uh, library bus is another interesting insight into Hamburg. Anyway, episode five, down and done. Stay tuned for episode six. And I wish you a nice evening, day or night, whatever time it is you're listening. Down under meets Deutschland. See you next time.